This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In the year 1987, one... In the... This isn't working. Oh, here we go. Let me try something else. The origin story goes a little something like this. On the continent, Australia, back in the late 80s, two white men with failing hairlines made a band for God, you see. Those guys called themselves the Newsboys, spreading good news of his word. They had a few internal issues, frontmen wise, they're on their third. John James left said he felt the ministry's call. It wasn't until later we found out it was alcohol. <laughs> then Baldy Boy Furler took the lead and had the same fate. And when he walked, people got DC Talk, saved the day with Michael Tate. So we listened to a mix of songs from 96, and this intro's almost done. Sorry, guys. Then we'll give them holy toast or maybe holy roast today on Good Christian Fun. <laughs> Yay! That was great. I hate myself. <laughs> Please don't. I delighted in that. Rule. It's not always like that, I promise. I promise. <laughs> I like to think that God was singing along with you, Kev. What if I started every date like that? Like she gets in the car, I'm like, I wrote a song about you well, incorporating. You, you feign frustration about it. Yeah, I, on Bumble, I said, okay, tell me three things you like, your occupation, <laughs> and common rhymes with your name. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I am Caroline. We're here to have some good Christian fun. fun. Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun? Explain it to me like I'm an idiot. You know, you ask me to do this every time. I'm starting to think like you're just kind of maybe a bit daft. A bit daft? <laughs> I'm having a laugh and I'm a bit daft. A bit of a dum-dum. Uh, I got to stay away from accents. Those always get not good reactions yeah, your in the accents feedback. accents are crazy, but They're I really bad them. and everyone hates them. I don't know. What is that. good Christian fun? Uh, this is a show where we talk about Christian pop culture. There's quite a bit. There's a... There's movies, there's music, mm-hmm. there's comedians, mm-hmm. there's magicians, there's, there's magicians. books. Uh, Can you name a Christian magician? Gosh, uh, there was this guy that went by The Maze, or maybe that was just the name of his show. <laughs> but <laughs> but you're thinking of Westworld. There are a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we talk about it. Uh, we have an affection for it a little bit. We were Christians, we were raised Christian. Uh, we know some of this stuff. Um, but we're also not going to uh, tell all you uh, non-believers out there how sick as heaven is and, and Jesus and all his angels. How and sick as heaven is. We're not we won't make you go to church. We're not going to try to change your mind about anything. We're whatever is the opposite of an evangelical is. A pee-vangelical. We're pee-vangelical <laughs> Christians. We're evangelical about our pee-pees. <laughs> but you, you know what? We're not here to bash it either. We're not here to just mercilessly mock and slay and shame the people that participate in these things. We're just here to have good Christian fun. Caroline, mm-hmm. how's your heart? 
Uh, my heart's good. I prepared quite a bit of food tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you regretting that? I'm regretting it. I feel like those cupcakes are not good. They look nice, but the proof will be in the bites. Well, no one has had one yet. <laughs> no one's had one. I ate half of one, but I was already like sick of it because I ate so much frosting in the process. Oh, no. We'll see. Uh, I will say they're the least noisy snack on the table. That's true. Everything else is crunchy and crunchy. Well, in honor of this episode today, we have breakfast cereal. Yeah. Which means my lame ass oh. cereals as in... <laughs> I get it. There it is. Life, Almond Chia Crunch, and then the wild card... Apple Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So is that the Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal? Like that's the full sugary it's a new cereal? One. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's sugary. Because I was curious if like this is what you normally eat on rotation. The, this table. Yeah. This is meal number one every day. <laughs> uh, no, I don't usually eat that. Usually when I go, I have been getting back into cereal though. Oh, and, yeah. And I'll get all the healthy ones. I'll get a grape nuts. I'll get a high fiber, but then I'll get a little something bad. Get a little something fun for you. A little you. something for Papa. It's okay. What's been your bad cereal lately? Uh, well, I'll try to get a new one every time. I did see at the store the other day that they have Captain Crunch Donut Crunches. Excuse me? Yeah, it's something weird where it's like, yeah, Crunchos or, or something like that. That's probably just Cheerios. No, it's not. It was specifically Captain Crunch. They branded. just bought a few boxes of Cheerios. But and, like, I'm just telling you in. what the branding is. You have to trust the captain, or what's the point in sailing with him? <laughs> Nothing but respect for my military officials. Hashtag. Thank you for your service. Oh, boy. How was your heart, Kevin? Uh, really good. Really, really good. This album today took me back yeah. on a on the nostalgia ship onto the shores of my youth and childhood. Yeah, aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye. I am the captain now. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I'm talking about Take Me to Your Leader mm. by DC Talk. No, by Newsboys. Although now, one and the same. I know. I Yeah, I kept getting them confused as we went as well. <laughs> uh, but we're going to need a little help to do this. We need a little guest. Maybe a little friend. Maybe a little friend, a little buddy in our corner <laughs> to help us out. Ladies and gentlemen, he is an actor. He's a comedian. You may know him from such shows as Community or Big Bang Theory or Review or Master of None or The Office or Blue Like Jazz, the Luby, movie, the Luby. Give it up for Barrett <laughs> Handley. Hi. Hi. I said Handley. I said hardly. Okay. I said Handley. This is a terrible way to start. That's my bad. Your name is Bernack? Hard Hand, thanks so much for joining us on the show. <laughs> Guys, what a what a crazy energy for me to walk into. I like just left traffic. You don't feel welcome by yeah, this tell hospitality? Me, tell me what it I left feels traffic. like in this room There was for you. a car overturned, and uh-huh. I'm like oh, trying to no. find a place, and I come on here, and then it's a whole thing. There's candles lit, there's cupcakes, <laughs> there's popcorn, there's cereal. Cupcakes and like candles and popcorn for You're singing. Yeah, it's, You're singing. Yeah, the singing I think is like one of the the worst parts of this show, probably. No, it's, it's not. It's uh, just it's great. It's, it's just, just the general manic energy. Oh, it's just a, a lot. <laughs> well, we for can me to, we can focus down. We can let's simmer dial it down. down. Let's, let's dial just it bring way it into on a down. Safe space. Give us it, maybe set a little tone for us. Oh, like nice, say a sentence Barry. in the energy that you would prefer. Cool. There it is. That, that's my general. Yeah. I just yeah. like nod my head and go, cool. Okay, cool. Dope. I like it. <laughs> right on. And dope isn't good, not as in you're dope. Kevin, calm down. What? You're screaming. Coming in pretty hot. <laughs> I know. I'm very sweaty. It's hot up here. It's hot in Cleveland, <laughs> well, as you know. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> out here. I'm sorry about the traffic, but you made it. 
You did a real deep dive on my IMDb. I I got very interested. <laughs> hot in Cleveland. You became a zealot of. You like, were in Hot in Cleveland in too. In two thousand comedy. I love that show. I've been a guest star, like tiny little roles on things, and that week was awesome because like I had a line with Huey Lewis. What? So and I, the news are just him. No, they didn't hire the the whole news <laughs> <laughs> for that role. It was just Huey. You know? Huey Lewis and the Newsboys. Is You're that so anything? Great, man. Okay. <laughs> Huey Lewis and the Newsboys. Oh, my God. Hey. That'd be amazing. Hey, next tour when they're still mashing them up together. This is what happens, by the way, with any legacy act. Christian or not is they keep mashing them together with whatever remaining members are touring from other bands. So yeah. it'll be like the Grateful Dead. Well, Jerry Garcia's dead, so it's John Mayer now. They'll just keep doing that until it's not profitable anymore. So now, of course, Mr. Michael Tate. Is the lead singer yeah. of the Wait, Boys. In your song, sure. you you talked a lot of hot goss. <laughs> There's a little so the hot first, goss. The first two goss. singers didn't leave for the ministry, but they both had alcohol problems? Yeah, that's a misnomer. I the second one was. I do want to issue a correction to the thing I just sang seven minutes ago. But, so John James, the original, one of the original founding members with Mr. Peter Furler, he left after this album, after Take Me to Your Leader, in 1996 or 97. He was like, I feel called to ministry. I'm going to stay in Australia and do ministry with my wife and kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he did do ministry stuff. But the, the true reason is that he had drug and alcohol addiction. Right. And they said ministry. To, so it wasn't, well, this guy got addicted to drugs, but we're still touring. That's but. such a crazy cover to say ministry rather than like he needs a rest. Or yeah. It just also goes to show that when any anytime someone says I'm going to ministry, you just like don't question it. You're yeah, like, sure. It's yeah, an right easy on. cover. You know? <laughs> Whereas eyeliner baldy Peter Furler, mm -hmm. the one we most of us 90s kids remember as the lead singer, he left, it seemed like for not shady reasons because he continued to be their songwriter for a few albums after he left. I can't okay. tell if you're 28 or, or 49. That's my goal. That's kind of the sweet spot. <laughs> you're, are you, you're a kid of the 90s? I am 28, though. Oh, and you're, yeah. uh, oh, you're just a bunch of babies. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm a This album came I'm when nice, I was in right, college. I'm a 14 years old. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beric, what is your background? Before we get into news, boys, what's your background with... Faith stuff, your guest testimony, your guest testimony. Uh, I grew up Christian, super Christian, mm -hmm. church three times a week, and then youth group was my whole life. And three I, times a week? Yeah. And then I went to Bible school, a little tiny, um, very conservative, fundamentalist Bible school in Wyoming. What's it called? Uh, Frontier School of the Bible. Frontier School? <laughs> oh, fun. Like Oregon Trail. Yeah, it sounds like a camp. Yeah, their mascot was a yoke. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in, be equally with no. this mascot? No, like L a, like, like an a oxen literal yoke? like an oxen yoke. Oh, are you kidding me? Then I think they found like laying around, and they're like, oh, oh. I get the pun. This is our yeah. <gasps> Did they put googly eyes on? Wait, it or I don't something? get the I don't get the pun. What's I mean, pun? we didn't have a sports team. Oh, uh, oh. just like take this yoke upon you. The verse. It's just that. Yeah. Oh. That's Fun. That's disappointing. So we had a literal. Yoke. So you went there for four years, full college. Uh, it was like uh, an unaccredited Bible institute, yeah. and then with a fourth year internship program, which I did in a little church in Utah. And then uh, I thought I was going to be youth pastor, but I couldn't get a job. So then I went back home to Florida, and there was a college ministry there. Like I mm -hmm. jumped into, and we started doing improv, and I started uh, in Florida. Yeah, at this little coffee house. The the 
college ministry. Wait, had. you were doing improv on the side, or was like as part of the ministry? It was like on. We had a coffee night, coffee house night, and they were like, "Oh, we we've seen whose line is it anyway?" So we started doing oh. improv. <laughs> yeah, this is like ninety six mm-hmm. <laughs> when you guys. Hey, I was seven years old. I was six. <laughs> Wait, was I it was specifically smart. Christian improv? Well, it was clean improv. Oh, okay. clean And then improv. sometimes okay. we do two or three minutes. Our, gr- our group's name was Big Ray's Rib Shack. <laughs> <laughs> All improv team names are good. They're so funny. Which I, th- I think it's still going. Truly? Yeah. Wow, you've really started something. Yeah, and, and then from there, like... Uh, so I thought I was going to be a pastor again. I started interning uh, in that college ministry, and then the improv kind of blew up. So me and some buddies decided to see if we could do that, uh, if we could tour mm-hmm. around doing that. With this group? Yeah. So we okay. got like a couple gigs up in the East Coast, and then we made enough contacts where then we did. We went out for a week, and then two weeks, and then a month, and then I so I basically spent my twenties uh, on the road doing improv, doing going clean to, improv. Yeah, was it clean always improv. clean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Like we had this thing called the scum bucket, and if anybody cussed or <laughs> said anything dirty, uh-huh. like if we need a job, an idea for a job, and it'd always be like the goofy pastor yelling, "Proctologist!" Oh God! It's like, oh, it's fantastic. I'm sure you want us doing uh, a yeah. scene inside of a butthole, sir. <laughs> so we just uh, would put this bucket on their heads, and then if anybody said anything dirty, and we'd all go, "Shame, shame, shame!" That's funny. It was before Game of Thrones, like you were that. the Game of Thrones, <laughs> shaming <laughs> people in the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Would these mostly be at like venues, like churches, or? Oh yeah, like every church has a youth group. Every youth group has a budget, and we wanted that budget. Game a slice of that so we would less uh, candy more improv shows <laughs> yeah. there's gold in them holy hills <laughs> i mean at my peak i was making 12 grand a year nice. <laughs> I, I think minus tax everyone does improv for the money mostly yeah and specifically but then I, you know, we got to live in like hotels and that's drive good. around the country full that's time. Cool. And at that time when you're like right out of college or in college, that's the time you do that stuff. Too. Yeah. And then our peak was uh, Carnegie in, Hall. Uh, <laughs> well, we got we made friends with this band called Five Iron Frenzy. <gasps> Sir, oh we gosh. just covered them a few weeks ago. They're they're the coolest dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And lady. They seem great. Like we'd go to their, the church, some of them helped start in Denver called the Scum, Scum of the of Earth. The Scum of the Earth, yes. Yeah. And that, it was the most legit church I've Did ever seen. Did they rip it off from your Scum Bucket bit? Uh, I don't want to accuse anybody. Wait a minute. The church it. mascot I'll was a bucket. <laughs> oh, they take offerings in a bucket. Wait, churches have mascots? So we made friends with Jesus. them and they're like, hey, do you want to come on tour with us? We're going on what? tour with, and it was all these bands that we liked and some that we didn't know it was uh reliant k oh my god ace troubleshooter <laughs> do you remember this band? i don't know I, what I, that reliant was. k yes ace no uh and then a rapper named john rubin do not tell me what i can again i do when i rap. wait <gasps> oh hold up that's my favorite part <laughs> and the only thing i remember about him is he he was like yeah a year ago i used to weigh 300 pounds and he was super skinny and Whoa. he would pull his belly skin a skin out? foot from his body oh wow nine inches a solid nine inches from his body you're like ah. oh gosh so so they're like come on tour with us and we're like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to us yeah uh, we love this, this band loved them and then the tour started in Fishkill, new york september 13th 
one. <gasps> oh, two days after 9 11. Oh, yeah, like driving man. there, we passed the smoke of the Twin Tower. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, and then, so this tour was uh, shockingly a bust because everyone was, oh, and it went down like through New York and then to DC. Where by we were supposed to do a show at this youth group, and all the kids were like, "Can we just um, pray because our parents died in the Pentagon?" And oh like, my god! Oh my god! Uh, so You're that like, was. The will end. you get the bucket for that comment, kiddo? <laughs> <laughs> so we just stopped uh, the grief bucket. They called it. <laughs> I don't know if no. their parents died in the Pentagon. Oh, but, but everyone was just. But everyone sad. was was and affected, morning. and and especially at that time. And you may be too young to remember this, Caroline, but hey. the, the nation felt. Very connected to one another. 11. The so, tour. Did you just finish oh, the tour? Yeah, no, or we, had a, like we had to drop out? out. That was the coolest I've ever been. That's so sad. And it only lasted like four days. That was like an amazing moment. That could have been real. Big. Yeah. Uh, and then, but you know, we kept touring, and then eventually, uh, I, was, I met a girl, and I got tired of being so <laughs> totally broke, <laughs> and uh, so I ended up in the Bay Area and started volunteering at a church with the youth group and then they brought me on to like help make it fun and it was like part-time and then it was full-time and then i started like uh becoming part of the young adults group and then i started like leading it and preaching at it and then that became my job what denomination uh, was that church it was secretly baptist (laughs) yeah was it like publicly (laughs) non-denominational yeah they're like we're a community church yeah yeah community church they'll get you that's a trap. Your local <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> Secret Baptists. Uh, and so then I moved to Los Angeles and became an actor and in the like, and I was suddenly out of my Christian bubble. Like that, I mean, my whole life from ever since high school was all Christians. Yeah. And then for many years, like it was my vocation. I was a professionally a Christian. Professionally my, a Christian. My coworkers and all my friends were Christian. Like and family, I, I'm sure too. Oh, just, big time. Yeah. And then I moved out to Los Angeles and uh, my friends here were Christians initially. And then uh, I started like, but that bubble burst and I started hearing other points of view and like paid attention to some doubts I was having. Mm. And then uh, over the course of a few years, just realized like, oh, I don't believe. And I'm kind of shocked I ever did. Wow. But that being said... 12 years later, I'm still chock full of opinions and thoughts on Christian pop culture. <laughs> sure. Please. That, uh, up until 12 years ago, because that's when I... That's when you dropped out. Just okay, so out. 12 years ago. So what were you listening to back then? Like when you first got to LA, what were your Christian pop culture jams? Oh, man. I don't know if I was listening to Christian music then, but like in the 90s mm-hmm. was my peak Christian music. It was... Uh, I was at the first Jars of Clay concert. What? Wait. Or from their first tour. What amazing. Oh, Fred. yeah, because Emerson was also at their first concert as Whoa. well, or their first tour, yeah. <gasps> Emerson who? Emerson Collins. Oh, man, I should have looked into this. It was like Jars of Clay, Third Day. I mean, growing up, I was a big Stephen Curtis Chapman fan. Ah, uh, yes. And then there was this uh, this guy that helped out with the youth group. And back then it was like all cassettes. It was pre CDs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and he would have like this giant Case Logic bag full of like cassettes, and I would borrow different like Petra albums, which is so far before your guys' time. Yeah, Petra was they were like harder rock, right? Uh, 
Or am I thinking of Striper? I they get Petra rock. and Striper. Oh, mixed, yeah, yeah. Striper up. was a little more metal. Uh, Striper was like a hair band, like a hair metal band. Yeah. Yeah. The coolest fashion sense I've ever seen. Very glam, glamorous. Oh, man. What was it? Like Carmen growing up, Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> this is Petra. This is a song called Beyond Belief. So they are. It's, yeah. This is Jesse's girl. Yeah. Wish I could be Jesus's guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not the hard rock. I kind of like envision. it. Now they rock, they rock harder than this. This is a ballad. Okay, how about Jekyll and Hyde? Put on, get on your knees and fight like a man. Oh, God. wait, huh? <laughs> or this means war. Wait, oh, is that one song, Get on Your Knees and Fight Like a Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's This Means War. Oh, my God. It takes me back. This is middle school. This was like, what, 55, 56? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the war was raging in yes. Korea. Oh, right. <laughs> Highest of all. <laughs> so much glory to you to the fall. Oh. I'm going to listen to this when I leave here. Oh, yeah. I mean, how much of it do you think still holds up from your memory? Holds up? Yeah. None of it. (laughs) None? I mean, there's something charming about listening to Carmen. Did you guys ever get into Carmen? Oh, charming Mm -hmm. is not the Mm -hmm. word I would use. But yeah, he's a... A guy who did rock operas. Yeah. Yeah, but within one song. Rock a way to put it, yeah. But like not over a multiple songs. There wasn't just like, like a big one narrative. One song is a rock opera. just like, and now I'm a pizza guy. Yeah. <laughs> so in my youth group, uh, some of us, it's how I got started in, in doing comedy, is that we would uh, do skits in youth group. To the songs? Uh, well... Uh, we would well. We would just do funny ones, like we would copy Saturday Night Live sketches. Oh, okay. and then and then uh, every <laughs> once in a while we put on a big show and charge like the people from the church two dollars to come watch us perform. Wow, and, you charge the church? That's yeah, great. as like a fundraiser. Oh, sure. And so we'd get like two hundred people coming. It was fundraiser for candy. Yeah, for me. <laughs> for the oh, mission to my mouth. <laughs> uh, but then we would do all comedy. But then the youth pastor was like, "We have to make a serious point." Uh-oh. So we would do a Carmen lip sync. No, There's and that song. was like your way of kind of wrapping it up a little bit, Christian. Yeah, and a way to incorporate all the unfunny youth group kids <laughs> who wanted to be a part of it. Oh yeah, because oh. anyone could participate. You could be a demon and just look blank. Yeah, in one of those lip syncs. Uh, yeah. uh, all of them involved like a prostitute mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Uh, somebody who drinks the worst sense. Yeah, the two worst. The two worst. What were what were some of the songs like the Carmen songs? You uh, we would do Satan bite the dust, which is oh, like yeah. a western. Oh, and it takes forever. Yeah, and there's one. Uh, yeah, the oh. <laughs> so good. The music they seem to exist just for the music videos, though, because if you watch the music videos, they're such lavish productions. Yeah, I feel like Carmen should have just had a TV show or something, like a mm-hmm. kids show that he did. He did host a Christian talk show. For oh, he a did. Bit. Oh, yeah. that makes what? more sense. Yeah, I bet he was a real creep. He's a lion thief in battles, or super cool. Probably creep. We'll never know. He's our guest next week. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, respect him. I would come. He's I would great. beg you to be here <laughs> with him. Be on the panel. I would love to meet Carmen. You're playing a character called Carmen's number one fan. <laughs> so this was a Western. There was a boxing themed one. Oh, yeah. The champion. The champion. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. He was very ag- uh, aggro mm-hmm. about his Christianity. 
spirits, I'm running you out of town. <laughs> Depression, strife, disease, and fear, your posse's going down. All oh, has dinner for the dog, Batman. We sent him over the box. But I know who I am through Jesus Christ, so I talk to you demons like dogs. Well, my name is Carmen, and I'm here to say I'm Same here to kick the devil in all way. It's not far off. He does so much <laughs> voice work in these. It was the early days of white guys imitating the early days of rap. Oh, sure. <laughs> now, we did those, and we call them human videos in our church. I've heard them called lip syncs. Some call them human videos or human That's sketches. Fun. Yeah, Human videos. There's a lot. But then there was an, another chapter of my life where I was the music buyer in a bookstore. Oh, this was like right. right after when I was in, like, it must have been um, like 96, 97. We had a Christian bookstore and I would order all the music. Yeah. And uh, so I had my finger on the pulse of what kids were buying. How, yeah. how would you make those decisions of like, we need to buy 20 copies of this and no copies of this? There was like a music salesman who would come in and basically tell us what to order. Like, it, this was, is it was Carmen. Or not. <laughs> huh? He would say like, this is what's selling or not. Yeah. Okay. I think you should get three of these and two of these. Did and you I ever was put like, your yeah, own opinion in of like, but we're yeah. going to need a little bit more DC yeah. talk. Yeah. Something for the youth group kids. They need to know what really rocks. <laughs> <laughs> what really rocks. Uh, so what was, I mean, it was bands like Plum. Plum, Stranded. That's a jam. Like DC Talks. Mm-hmm. Their Vitology came out. Whatever their version of Pearl Jam's Vitology was. Oh, Jesus Freak. Jesus oh, Freak was yes. their Vitology. Yeah. I sure. mean, that was such a huge mm-hmm. album. And straight up good. What else did, like, what would customers come into the store to buy? I don't, uh, I think it was like, since it was a, a Baptist church, they bought a lot of like Gaither trios. Oh, sure. Homecoming they albums. Love the Gaithers. Oh, sure. Yeah. What are the Gaithers? Is this a family band? Yeah, they're like um, the Gaither vocal band is like it's like music for old people, old white people. Yeah, like Southern gospel. Imagine like six guys all wearing like way too trendy uh, tuxedos, singing to five hundred old people, and they would release (laughs) album after album after. I think I think it's like the Christian version of the Cash Family. Sure. Yeah, it seems like that. Greatly blessed. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's this stuff. Okay. Which my mom loves and my grandmother loved. They have a Christian uh, comedian singer in this group that I'm fascinated by. Oh, Mr. Lowry. Mark Lowry. Mark Lowry's in this band? Yeah, that's him right there on the right. (laughs) We need to talk about him someday. We need to talk about Mark. Yeah. (laughs) I I wonder if there's stuff up with him. Stuff up. Same. Yeah, we'll never know. All those Nashville guys. He's our guest on the next episode. <laughs> Did you get famous guests? Christian famous guests? Uh, I, we haven't yet, but no. we're debating whether or not we do want to reach out to them and essentially trick them into coming <laughs> on the show. No, I wouldn't trick them. We would say it's an open and candid discussion about Christianity and culture. Okay. Yeah. And also, don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got any episodes for me to listen to? No. Uh, you'll be the first. <laughs> yeah. I bet I could one. hook you up with the Five Iron guys. <gasps> really? Oh, we love them. I would oh, love man. That. Talk they to came. Them. I'm still uh, friendly with those you guys. Do you see them? I still listen to their albums. Well, Sonny's in LA. I yeah. was never friends with Sonny. Oh. Sorry, Sonny. Sorry, Sonny. I was friends with like, Brad, the trumpet okay. player. <laughs> oh, sure. Was, and Wait, I just did saw you say them. You started that church with them, the Scum of the Earth Church? No, we would just like visit there and oh, play there. Oh, okay. I just saw them. They were there with Squad 5 0. Oh. Squad 5 0 with Ska? 
No, Swag oh, they- was glam rock. It was Christian glam rock. Oh, oh wow. and, and and I remember seeing them at some Christian festival, and the first thing the guy did was like pump the hey 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 he's like pump pumping his fist with the mic and then he runs back he throws the mic into the crowd and then he leaps and backflips into the crowd and the crowd grabs him and he stands up on their hands and they somebody tosses him the mic from it and he just starts singing the first line (laughs) with standing on the crowd's hands and it was the coolest goddamn thing i've ever seen in my life i can't believe this it was so great what and then they released an album. Is this Bombs Over Broadway? Uh, so <laughs> the album cover Wait, is 9-11. Is 9-11. Yep. Oh, my God. two bombers flying with uh, the Twin Towers in the background. It's not even the right planes. And it came out. And there's three of them. Yeah. It came out in like the spring of 2001. Oh, right before. Or maybe the fall. Like it came out weeks before oh, so this 9-11. Is, oh, I see. That is this is not a nine eleven commentary. This is literally It's a just prophecy. A, whoa, yeah. wait, let me see that again. So it wiped <gasps> this band out. Dang. And they just opened for five iron. And it was fun oh, seeing. There's like, a little tiny George W. Bush in front of the buildings too. Oh, this is super glam. <laughs> oh yeah. They were like eyeliner. They were like cool as hell. There there is one crazy did you like Michael W. Smith at all? Hell yes, I like Michael not? W. Smith. <laughs> okay. Go West, young man. Well, in that case, to keep in I theme. Forgot, I forgot all about him. I adored him. I will say this is a this is a music video for a song called There She Stands by Michael W. Smith that has, I think, one of the more aggressive opening shots I've ever seen in any music video. So uh, watch it at home, kids, and we're going to watch it here in the studio. When the night. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Dang. It is an extreme close up of Michael W. Smith's face with 9 11 imagery on his right. Or our right, his left. People his, walking through the rubble. Yeah. His face. Like the weight of 9 11 is visible on his mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Well, it hit him hardest <laughs> <laughs> out of anyone in the country. <laughs> he had a lot of money riding on it. He had a real tough time. He, he, actually, he was in the North uh, Tower, and he barely escaped, and that's why he started his music career. True story. Michael W. Smith. Oh, I'm thinking of Steve Ranazizi. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys know about that? No. Yes. Who's that? The he guy, lied about it. The guy from the league, one of the actors from the league, said, I was in the North Tower. Oh, and he lied about it. Yeah. And then someone said, no, you weren't. I fact-checked it. You weren't there. <sighs> and he's like, you're right. And oh so he lost, he lost his Buffalo Wild Wings sponsor <laughs> deal. <laughs> Uh, I, he was their spokesman. Uh, on my uh, what a gross circle. On my competing podcast, we are in uh, deep competition. I, yeah, we're head to head. You're <laughs> my, uh, I, I just did Cupcakes a. We talk about cults, and he's not a cult leader, but he kind of is. Like I did Mike Warnke, which is a Christian stand-up comedian in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, who had a huge story about how he used to be a yes, satanist. Yes, he was a satanist. Yes, I was reading priest, about this. And then uh-huh. he, then he was totally caught being a liar. Because it was a big part of his like story at the end. It was like, I used to be in a Satanist cult, and I did this and that. Yeah. And like, then God saved me, and I became a Christian. And I was like, oh, wow. And it was just a lie. <laughs> so I, I feel like, but Christian music, you could totally get away with being a phony. I guess so. Because like, no one could really prove otherwise. I mean, I guess that's true in most mediums, though, right? Although I think with Christian music, there'd be more of like a a good faith of, well, they wouldn't make it up, yeah. would they? You're saying be less phony that they're not actually Christian, or... right? Oh, yeah. To me, I'm like, why would you? 
<laughs> why would you do Christian music for I, any other reason? I, I know why. Why is that? I mean, the same reason I did Christian improv. Impro- I was going to say, yeah. Because uh, it's reliable. Well, because there's a whole market there that's geared to, like like I said, every youth group has a budget. Yeah. And uh, and parents like- want to buy like good entertainment for their kids. Safe. It's safe. And so there's all this money for a very limited size market. Yeah. And the thing with both of those stories with Ran Azizi or the stand-up guy, Warnke is his name, mm-hmm. you could do the same narrative and just tell the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like Steve Ranzizi could have said, you know, 9-11 happened and I was in Boston and, you know, that really affected all of us and that made me want to do comedy. Or Warnke could say, I saw the, you know, the negative effects of sin in people's lives, not I was a demon, whatever he was. You could still make the same point without the bull. maybe it's the performer in them, you know? Do you want to just hype things a little? Performer's a really nice way of putting it. (laughs) Razzle dazzle on it, sure. The storyteller in them, <laughs> the psychopath, <laughs> narcissist in them. Oh yeah. boy! Well, thanks for sharing your story, Barrick. How do you feel about faith now? Like, where are you at with? I'm it? an atheist, one hundred percent. Yeah, through and through. I think Christianity did such a great job teaching me to not believe in anything else. Oh. That once my oh, really? faith like wobbled <laughs> on Christianity, I was like, oh well. Nothing. I don't believe anything now. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. It all seems phony. You yeah, can't... does it make it difficult for you to think of just participating even in a, like just to check out another religion or another like belief system? Because you're like, well. No, it all seems phony. Yeah. I think the more you believe like one thing wholeheartedly, the more of a skeptic it makes you about every other competing yeah. idea. Or it could make you like, well, I still have this like spiritual uh, hunger in me or appetite for it now i just need to like fill it with something else maybe no. that's like closely resembles it but isn't that thing that hurt me or i was think disappointing i think all or nothing dogma does make it so things seem like black and white propositions for the rest of your life mm-hmm. whereas if you have a faith life palette of maybe this is also true and this might also be true that would allow for a little more like compatibility yeah I, probably I, I think there's also when people talk about everybody has a God-shaped hole in their heart, yes. I didn't have um. that. <laughs> like, Wait, How do you mean? Christianity just made sense to me, but I never had like a huge spiritual longing or like a, a or mysticism. Like turning moment or that kind of thing. Or, or a really like, I mean, more like a spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know what? Some people yeah. like love to pray and pray. And I never liked it. Yeah. God just made me feel guilty. Yeah. And uh, that was a very strong emotion that I operated on for a long time. But I never had, like, never felt his love or believed truly in the afterlife. Yeah. Well, the people that are speaking to you in your youth group are always just going on and on about the experiences they have with God and how much it makes them feel better every day, that, like, spend time in the Word and stuff like that. And it can feel really, like, disheartening and shaming after a while to be like, I don't really like reading the Bible. Right, uh, but I'll just keep that secret and keep trying, you know, for a while. Or just I never got that big moment where I was like, "Aha, God is everything to me," you know. Just keep kind of like pushing through. There was one time when we used to get to youth group early to like set up our sketches, and so we'd go there right after school and start setting up for youth group. And the, and the youth pastor at that time, Brent, got a real bug up his ass about like I need to check in. I need to be a keep a these guys accountable uh-huh. so he's like have you guys been reading your bible and praying Ugh. and witnessing 
And I was like, no, I haven't been doing that. And my other six buddies were like, yes, uh-huh, sure, yeah, of course. Jeez. <laughs> and I was the only one, and I couldn't do... I couldn't do a skit that night. He made you not, he wouldn't let you do it? Yeah. Wow. And I was so pissed at my buddies because there's no way they were <laughs> praying and reading I their know Bible. They weren't. Oh gosh. gosh, what a terrible way to like come at you about your about your spiritual life, too. Just when like, you're, are you checking the boxes right now? Honestly, it was the only time he really, uh, the only memory I have of someone like really checking and seeing if we were doing what a Christian should do. Right. Right. So I don't, I'm not hating on that moment that he did that. <laughs> Cause the rest of the time it was like, bring your friends, tell people about Jesus. Don't drink or have sex. Right. That was the big thing. So it was like the one moment where he was actually trying to <laughs> guide like, us yeah. in a you deeper directly. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Oh boy. I love that you were dishonest and you're just like, no, <laughs> no. you know who were good witnesses and spread the news. Is this? Oh my. Wow. Is this you transitioning? Uh, no, I was just asking. Oh. Do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Guys, let's... I think it's time to dive in. Come on, let's go. The Newsboys. Or just Newsboys. Oh, Whoops. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Well, I was just about to compliment you and how like... Well, <laughs> how smooth he was. And then I, I accidentally hit a clip. <laughs> well, I, I will say Caroline and I a couple months ago, did go and see the Newsboys United Tour when they came to Los Angeles. It was a lot. They played the Will Turn. Yeah. To the quietest crowd I've ever really? seen. Really? The Who? most well-behaved, I, like, uh I should <laughs> say the most polite crowd. Cause rev- like, overly reverent crowd for this Newsboy. Like, they're doing a rock concert, and people are just kind of, like, lightly swaying, and sometimes lifting their hands up to sing along, and... Such as this moment. We gotta sing the shit out of this. The toast is burning. (laughs) (laughs) There you are in the background. Screaming. (laughs) It's the funnest, catchiest song that I hate so much because of of its message. Yeah, tell us why you hate it, because I hate it too. Breakfast? I think it's clever. Uh, all my compliments. I think it's clever. It's super catchy. You want to sing it. You, it's memorable. Uh, it's got this fun intro. <laughs> but it's just the, I don't know if you guys are Christians, but just the idea of like, <laughs> you're going to go to hell. It's ex- it's an extremely morbid song. And then, yeah. And then at the end, they're just like, <laughs> by the way, eternal damnation. Well, All right. Yeah. See you later. My friend died, by the way. Well, wait, how, how into... The Newsboys were you generally during uh, this time? Because there was this one. I remember, uh, I think Step Up to the Microphone was one of their big ones or Love, Liberty, Disco. They, to me, were a a band that existed mm-hmm. that I would hear and know some of their songs. But it wasn't until this album that I was like, this oh, is my band. they got markedly better. Like their writing generally just got so much cooler yeah that that was uh so looking into it a little bit because they put out like maybe three or four albums before this and there was a turn once they incorporated steve taylor that songwriter guy into the mix who of course directed blue Blue like jazz Jazz. yeah oh 
So he he had his own solo career, but then he came on at like whatever album was. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to let you know. So he came on and started co-writing with Peter Furler, uh-huh. and and they even said in interviews around this time like, yeah, our our songs were pretty basic and kind of Christianity 101. But then Steve Taylor got in the mix, and and I will say like the songs in this have interesting personality at least yeah. and voice where it's not like. I was lost and now I'm found. Here we go. It's like there's weird colors in them at least where yeah. it's like this is an alien metaphor and this is a Captain Crunch reference and yes. every song feels like a, a little bit of a journey in, in one way or yeah. another and a little bit of a departure. Although, did you guys notice if you play Take Me to Your Leader and then Breakfast, the intros sound exactly the same? And almost you could sing along Take Me to Your Leader with the breakfast chorus. Okay, now play. Oh, yeah. It's the same. They just did the same song over again. No. Yes, the intro is similar. Okay, play Take Me to Your Leader's Chorus. Okay. <laughs> what if this is just the rest of the episode? Okay, <laughs> no, again. I swear, guys. I can't. <laughs> I love the balls it took to make this album, too, because half these songs are. Feel like French discotheque songs? Sure. Not this one. Uh, this is kind of rocky. But play anything in like, yeah. Fast forward. Sure. This is reality. This song I love. I love it too. Actually, this is a pretty good song. It's Listen. Really good. Okay. Well, well, let's let's back it up a little bit. Uh, so that was your experience with the Newsboys. What was yours, Caroline? I know we talked about a little bit. Yeah, I think service. we brought it up a little bit for it. It was sort of similar of like, I just, I know they're a band and I had heard of them and like, I of course knew Breakfast and, and I would probably like recognize some of these songs, but I don't know anything really about Newsboys beyond that. But now I do because gotcha. I looked them up. To you, Newsboys are the guys that sang God's Not Dead. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys that starred in the movie God's Not Dead and that, that I love. And that's what? your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> they are were they... in the movie God's Not Dead. Doing what? Uh, doing a Newsboys concert. Oh, okay. With Duck Dynasty. It was the climax of the movie, is them doing a song (laughs) called God's Not Dead. It's so frustrating. It means you want to lose your mind. And then God's Not Dead 2, they also do a song called Guilty. (laughs) They do a serious scene where everyone in the band talks to one of the characters in God's Not Dead. Yeah, Yeah, and then like prays for her. This is in the Michael Tate era. In character, yeah. It's so weird for me. To like hear what they're up to. They're these still days. going, yeah, and still doing this. What happened in Because I've like gone through such changes in my life, <laughs> in every way, including like spiritually, uh, my thoughts, uh, my politics have radically changed, and then to see all these dudes doing the same thing, singing about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like they continue to exist. Pretty much, yeah, in a very similar vein. I will like, say they sound f- pretty different now. Because once Furler left, they left the kind of like poppy Steve Taylor-ish sounds and vibes of yeah. kind of sardonic lyric writing. And now they're pretty, they're pretty hill-songy in most of their stuff. To yeah, the that's point, where all the money is. Yeah. It's worship. And, and half the songs now are like Revelation song. And, mm. and I mean, when we saw them in concert, half the songs were worship songs. They yeah. were not Newsboys or Ridgies. Right. Um, yeah. So it was weird when they did play their originals too, because they were so fun and boppy. And mm-hmm. then you would go into like the, you know, hand raising portion of the night. It's very weird. <laughs> Lyrics projected on the screen the whole time. Yes. So for me, 
I was into like I to, uh, I associate quantity as job one, the Five Iron Frenzy EP. I listened to that yesterday. Oh yeah, that really holds up. Yeah, One Girl Army, Dandelions, The Pants. They had a swing song about like get your riot gear. Yeah, about fighting back against the riot cops. Yeah, it's not Whoa. bad. That's cool. Five Iron Frenzy's good. Um. So I associate Quantity with jo- is job one, and this album is the same because I remember my brother bought them at the same time from probably like the Christian bookstore inside the big mega church, and we listened to them a lot. And I remember seeing them on tour, not on the not on this tour, but then like two album cycles la- later on the Love Liberty Disco tour, where they sang a lot of these songs, and of course. Breakfast was a thing, and Take Me to a Leader was a thing, and they were still singing that a bunch. But mm-hmm. I was at least, I was either a little bit familiar or extremely familiar with all the songs on this album yeah. because of that. So it definitely marked uh, my childhood a lot. And then like everyone else, I fell off after whatever, especially for the Michael Tate years. Pretty much anything after he reigns, I'm like, I don't know what this <laughs> is. Michael Tate has a beautiful voice. It's just so different from this. It's yeah. not a... He's he's got a ballad voice. Yeah, Michael Tate from DC Talk, who became their is now their lead singer. Their lead singer. Yeah. It's so incestuous. He carried yeah. on. And then didn't who became the singer of Audio Adrenaline from DC Kevin Talk? Kevin Max. Kevin Max for like went to a year. Adrenaline. Yeah. I assume he divided his way out of there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, lest we gossip, but uh, but yeah, he's, no here the, he's the only he? one I want to hang out with with those guys. Kevin Max. Yeah. He seems prickly. But in a way where it's like, if you're in with him, he'd be a fun hang. Yeah, and also like a musical genius, probably. He has a good voice. Like, I don't want to date him. <laughs> but. Or, or like, <laughs> I do want to like have a but drink But I want him to write him. me a song. <laughs> I want him to like me. About me. Yeah. And <laughs> sing it to like me. me. Uh, this album has a, one of the best Christian songs ever. Which, which is. is. What's your favorite? Well, I'll say my favorite, and then I have a little detour attached to it and it's the one we were just listening to reality oh that's insane that this is your favorite song (laughs) so here's my attachment to it so basically the song lyrically is basically the prodigal son set at a circus so it's like a guy runs away to the circus then he comes back and the song lyrics are like split between his parents pov and his pov Mm -hmm. blah 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 so I was in uh, a series of original Christian musicals when I was a little boy. One of them was a show called Zany Muldaney. And then Zany Muldaney performed at Lindale Assembly of God in Houston, Mulaney. Texas. Zany Muldaney with John Mulaney. <laughs> uh, I played a little court jester. And there was, uh, throughout the play, there were these songs sprinkled about. And we had done musicals before where all the music and lyrics were original. But for this one, we were like, let's do a needle drop approach and, you know, kind of buck the trend here. So we did a full choreographed dance to this song. Kind of like a slightly, and and no knocks on it, but maybe a slightly higher production version of your lip syncs at that church, whichever church that was. So, but we, I don't know. Ours had a lot of production pretty value. Good, yeah, she has some good props. We might, we Lighting. might have video attached to it. But I remember, Did I you remember, have a smoke machine. We, of course, we had a smoke. Okay. We, it was a church. We, everyone had a smoke machine okay. in the nineties. Well, we had five. <laughs> and I remember dancing to this song. It was myself and Brent Nettles, another small redhead boy, mm. were the two court jesters. You were a pair of jesters. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you had to wear for this? Uh, not only do I remember, I have pickies. 
I mean, we can look at them now or later, but uh, I remember... It's called Pictures Pickies? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I might have called them Pickies. I remember... Pickies of you as a jesty. <laughs> and, and listening to this, because I've been listening to this the last couple of days, I did have this overwhelming, and I think probably nostalgic feeling a lot of us are familiar with, where it's like, oh, I feel safe right now, and I don't know why. Oh. And it just like, the, the sense memory of whatever that year was all came rushing oh, back. Yeah. And I remembered all the people there. I remembered the girl who choreographed, choreographed the dance, a girl named April Nettles, who very sadly passed away in a car wreck a couple years after that. But I have these like lovely memories of her, all attached to this song. This silly so, song. So I truly, on like an objective, if I'm going to put on my like music critic hat, I don't know if it's a good song. <laughs> I like it, and I have a lot of heart yeah. attached to it. But, I like uh, it too. I, I don't have nostalgia attached to it. This is my favorite song in the album. Probably because it has kind of this like disco dance feel a little bit. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I like the dumb story. And mom and dad. I don't know. This one seemed the le- like one of the lesser pragmatic songs too on the album. That was just kind of like. What do you mean pragmatic? It's real. Like a lot of their songs, you know, definitely have this message they're trying to tell you. You mean how the uh, album? This one has it hardcore. Be good though. or bad. Yeah, but this one I could like pretend they're just a circus. It at least doesn't start with the condescension of you don't understand. There's so many punky, angsty. Yeah, you don't understand. And like, if you don't like me, well, you could hit the bricks. Yeah, this is God is not a secret. The opening track, and it's basically oh, I hate this one. it's basically a story of like the record execs want us to take God out of our lyrics. Yeah. We're it's not like, going it's to. It's all about the dollars <laughs> for them. Secret. Yeah, they want Come us to. On. It's a, I think what a joke. They're professional Christian entertainers. I know. Because, like, clearly you were doing it for... Anyway. But uh, the, the best one on the album yeah. is Lost the Plot. Lost the Plot? Which is this very dramatic. It starts real slow. It's almost like Unforgiven by Metallica. Sure. Where it builds up. And then... And I think, like... Then at some point the song gets huge and angry, and they they earn it. Mm-hmm. They earn it with what they're saying and the emotion, and 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 it gets that point, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> it's pretty earned. I will we say, lost like, the plot. Now, um, and it, ro- it like legitimately still rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you guys like Furler's voice? Him and James kind of trade vocals on this album, but it's mostly Furler. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I, li- I think he has yeah, a good voice. Yeah, this song is great. So I will say, our experience with Lost the Plot, do you remember this, Caroline? At the show. No, what happened? They showed... They a, played it at the show? They played it at the show. But I will say, Barrick, they showed the most confounding video montage I've ever seen in my life attached to this. So they had what? a screen behind them, and they just showed a bunch of stuff. Hillary Clinton, oh my Bill Cosby, that was Harvey song? Weinstein, oh, 9-11, yeah. Wars, Billy Graham. It was just like a bunch of stuff where I'm like, what are you saying? Oh, yeah, so it wasn't all it. like, here's things we think are bad. No. It was just like, here's our here's culture. the whole world, basically. But the I, whole world. And obviously, this is a band with very conservative roots. They played kind of a cover our bases segment. They did play a fundraiser or benefit for Ted Cruz. <laughs> In the primaries. And it was specifically an event where it's like people who've been persecuted by the government, where it's like they refuse to make a cake for a gay couple. Well, that's kind of like the Newsboys' whole thing right now, because they got really into this God's Not Dead franchise. And so they're really into these narratives of like God's being kicked out of school and church and God's being kicked out of church. uh, (laughs) And we got to like claim it back, like very militaristic, like 
wake up and let's take over the culture again, basically. I just wonder, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see if, if it's just a maniacal chasing the money thing or if they're like really politically and religiously driven to feel that way. I don't think it could be both. Ooh, I think it could be both. Option C. I think well, there's like a degree of sincerity. I, I'm trying not to be too cynical, but yeah. I think there's, of course, just like, yeah, you know, this is what we hear a lot from our listeners and what they're <laughs> dealing with and what they're worried about. So let's write about that kind of thing. Well, also, it's a group of people, a large group of people, not just the band, but it's their management. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like Michael Tate's writing these songs in a passionate fury <laughs> of like, I have to get this out, <laughs> slash writing them at no, all. No, I'm sure there's think. some calculation there. In yeah. Bit. And and it's interesting, too. And I will say, like, I don't know. We, we keep having this interesting tug and war about how to talk about the political spectrum of people on this show and especially their work. Because sometimes it's like so intrinsic to what they're doing and saying, a la something like Shonda Pierce, where it's like, I'm going to the inauguration, I'm doing this. Right. Or these like Carmen songs where it's like, this is, we need God back in the classrooms. And it's very right wing propaganda. Right. And some of the words incidental, or or even with like Five Arm Frenzy, their lyrics are explicitly progressive most of the time. But then if Reese Roper does like, I'm for Trump, uh, but not really. Just kidding. I'm sorry. And I don't know how much it's worth talking about. For instance, the co-writer of most of this album, Steve Taylor, is an anti-Trump guy. On Twitter, he's like, if you are voting for Trump you've either and you're a Christian, you've either lost your faith or your mind. That was his big tweet from Whoa. the election cycle. Which, of course, for him, isn't like the most politically... Uh, savvy thing to do for his career, you mm-hmm. know, catering to a Christian audience. But I don't know. I don't know what's the most appropriate thing and how to approach it on this stuff. I think I think if it it explicitly has to do with the work that they're doing. Yeah. Are you saying you'd rather set it aside and just talk about the the work itself? I would, but then it's, it's like, well, does that make you complicit and putting your head in the sand and mm. not paying attention and not being sensitive to I this think it's moment? To talk about, I think it, and I think it informs a lot of these times of like, was this a song written from sincerity or out of calculation a little bit? Like, who were they trying to pander to in this moment? Who right. did they want to hear? And sometimes that changes like the whole feeling you have about this song that we're. And I'm saying that to. too. Yeah. I, I think as much as it affects the work that they're doing. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, apolitical songs about, I don't know. Yeah. Just, like, like a gospel. This like about the economy. Yeah, like, Love Song for a Savior by Jarza Clay isn't, you know, this is about Roe v. Wade. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Yeah, like, it doesn't affect that stuff. Yeah. The lyrics of this song are Keep pretty playing intense. playing Lost the Plot. Yeah. Now I want to hear the payoff. Oh, this is the breakdown. Oh. When I saw you for the first time, <laughs> you were hanging with the thief. <laughs> Yeah, I think Steven Taylor is like a, a special guy, and mm-hmm. he strikes me as someone like I wouldn't question if he if he's doing this for the money. Like he, every you worked my, with him in my on brief the movie. interaction yeah. with him, and just like seeing what he's done, like oh, this guy's an artist. Mm-hmm. This guy is like one of the true Christian artists who um, a lot of things he's done aren't like commercially successful or not incredibly accessible, Mm -hmm. but he's still like creating and he's going hard and he wants to make Mm -hmm. new things. And I haven't followed him in the last few years, Mm. but I'm sure whatever he's doing, like it's full of thoughts and uh, uh, thought and talent. And I respect his faith Mm. where someone who makes their living 
singing worship songs for the last 25 years like uh and creating albums like i don't respect but a guy like steven taylor is is cool well he certainly seems to be following his muse where it's like i'll make a movie now or i'll do this weird thing or i'll do i'll put together this kind of band rather than just like pounding the same things over and over again and by the way steve taylor is an example of a guy where you see at least maybe even a modicum of evolution over time. We played one of his songs on the hunt for the worst Christian song of all oh, time, March Madness, whatever happened to sin. And it was about like abortion and oh, the courts and the, and it's like, Whoa. Yeah. And obviously those aren't his chief concerns now. These days. These days. Yeah. Um, I, do you want me to play the audio of our real time <laughs> reaction to the video montage? Yeah. At yes. the live show. <laughs> about that okay they just showed an image of bill cosby on the screen oh yeah bill cosby. I'm and screaming. harvey weinstein holy shit and hillary clinton and caitlin jenner oh no, <laughs> oh, no. this is bad this is oh my god it's 9 11 <laughs> <laughs> here we go again did you get the impression they were saying all these images are bad people or just what would even be the point but then they showed trump no, it was just like all political figures, celebrities in general, Ariana Grande. Like it was. At, see, at first we thought like, oh, this is like a real right wing, whatever. Yeah, that's such. It's such so bizarre bullshit. It's antithetical to the song. Like they're losing, losing the plot, losing the plot, and being aware of what's going on in our world. Yeah, of of following politics and and seeing what the powers that control our society are doing and where society's moving like, that's the opposite of losing the plot that's that's like keeping your finger on the pulse losing the plot it's like putting blinders on and just living a life based on what you learned when you were a child like mm. keeping your eyes open and adjusting to the world and adapting like that's that's the plot right. but, but you know in, ver- in a version of like a good version of christianity i agree with you i will say i think it's it might be one of a it's might be a rorschach test for listeners on different political spectrums where one person could say and i think we've all experienced it's almost like you were never the least informed than when your team was in power where it's like who's o- who is obama's cabinet could you name five members from it no but i can tell you all of them in the current (laughs) do you know what i mean so so i think that their version of losing the plot is like guys we're getting caught up in this political like a conservative who might listen or someone more conservative minded who might listen to this song might listen to it and think see we get so wrapped up in these scandals of the day and Mm -hmm. all this news and what culture is saying the capital c evil culture and what's happening there when we really need to focus on like God's coming back, as was set up in the first verse of this song, and, oh, and keep your eyes on maybe eternal it is things. on point then. But I, I forgot that it's about the rapture. But I agree with what you're saying in that I think a good way of not losing the plot is is seeing how the plot of culture does intersect with Christianity. Why why it matters? Why social justice matters? Yeah, I did have a, I had this thought listening to it, and and I know that you still. Uh, have your faith or part oh, of your please, faith. Please, you can't offend us. But so I was like, when this album came out, what, like 15, 20 years ago, 22 they were years like, ago. guys, the rapture's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's been 15 or 20 years, much less <laughs> 2000. 
<laughs> 2000 years since it was promised and it's like you just can't live <laughs> expecting no. the rapture to come tomorrow like let's keep our eyes on the prize is that god is going to come and end our lives and take us from this world <laughs> it's terrible and i think that that's losing the people plot. that yeah, i i, I feel very suspicious and concerned about anyone that like trades in rapture fear and and trying to tell you like to do things because the end is coming or looking whatever. at you jim baker yeah jim baker is yeah that's the nasty. original scum bucket yeah yeah he sells like these buckets for rapture readiness basically like apocalypse another ripoff oh i see the vic burger uh, yes <laughs> yeah that one and so yeah i know what you mean of just like but it's still not here. Like you can't get excited over every blood moon that's happening, you know, and this shift in Israel's embassy or whatever. It's always like the rapture. It's here. It's a way to manipulate people. It's like hell, but it's just another hell to say. Yeah. In my podcast, like we look at cults and cult leaders Mm -hmm. and like two thirds of those, of those douches use the idea that like, there's going to be a rapture or a tribulation. There's, yeah. there's things coming in time imminently. Yeah. So you need to pay attention and do yeah, it. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Nate. Sometimes Nate is imminent. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Ah, this rapture un- of Nate. A person I didn't know about just yeah, appeared so behind sorry. me. He's been here the whole we time. We have an intern. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, are there any other songs we want to cover on the Let It Go, which is just about conflict resolution yeah, I, I think talk about that one I thought it was really nice well for songs that can be so aggressive in CCM where it's like we're in a war we're all soldiers on the front lines and this is like hey man it's fine be cool yeah this one was like I don't know I haven't heard a lot of songs about forgiveness like this and it was mm-hmm. really nice it was basically like you uh, they set the scene of like you're sitting by a beach you're still angry you're waiting for them to say they're sorry is it possible that maybe this is robbing you of your joy and whatever and like maybe you should just let it go and like forgive basically which we've talked about the dark side of forgiveness you know in Christianity how can enable yeah like don't be don't get mad about someone abusing you like just forgive them or whatever but (laughs) um, but take it in the in the right context I thought this was a really cool song and I like I like the tone of it. I like the melody. Of yeah, it as well. yeah, it's nice. Good listen. Oh man, I'm going through all their songs on Spotify now. Their albums, and two albums later, it's Love Liberty Disco when they fully embrace disco. Yeah, I can't and that. nobody asked them. They to. shot the. T- I know it, it's not like uh, it's not like that mid '90s, like '95, '96 moment where it's like, hey, we all like swing, right, guys? <laughs> this is just out of nowhere. Hey, like maybe disco they were just nostalgia. chasing their passion, guys. Like maybe they weren't being calculated. They just really like disco. I mean, for something like that, you have to wonder if maybe that's right. <laughs> their first album's name is Hell Is for Wimps. What? This is Love Liberty Disco. The title track, Ooh. music video. Of which was shot in my hometown of Houston, Texas. Oh, this reminds me. Uh, reality, they did a whole movie, like a Sgt. Pepper's band oh, movie. Oh, yes, the Under the Big Tent. Yes, and they I did? watched... Directed by Steve Taylor. The Newsboys did. Oh. I watched like the first five or ten minutes of it, and it is so weird and unwatchable and like bad church skit, you know, like, Heavenless. yeah, I could be funny, you know? It's, it's so bizarre. Like, there's this whole scene where... This uncle to to Peter Furler is doing a, a mobster impression, and he's on his deathbed. That's hilarious. And he's telling him how embarrassed he is by him that he's in this band. 
<laughs> like for probably four minutes straight. It's so long. <laughs> I would. It's on YouTube. Like, give it a look if you want to. The whole thing. Is would there. you recommend it? Would it be funny if we watched it together? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I think it might be. Okay. Yeah. I'm always so interested when bands decide to do like a movie on ourselves, mm-hmm. but not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you think you're good at this? Do you think? By the way, do you think that's what inspired Beyonce to do Lemonade? Was Absolutely. Under the big top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see a lot of inspiration. Because Carmen, Newsboys, uh-huh. Beyonce. Yeah, it's a straight and perfect line. That's right. <laughs> if we can just devalue all contributions that Black women have made to music by attributing just them to white Christian it men, straight up. Yeah. It's like that trope that they keep doing uh, in time travel movies where. Oh, what a, what like a famous black accomplishment is just because they stole it from a white time traveler. Oh, but, rock and roll is because of Michael J. Fox, right? Oh. Yeah, like in Back to the Future. Is that common? It's a, it's like there's two or three big examples it's that bad. a writer threw in because it's real clever, it, but it has the effect of yeah. like, but actually, a white person's idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Cut to a, a scene of Martin Luther King Jr. as a child, and a guy comes into a diner. He's like, You know, I had the craziest, craziest dream, dream the other night. Oh. I had a dream. Mm. There was a red hill. <laughs> well, let's get to our final thoughts about this particular album. The way this works, Barrick, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast, we send Take Me to Your Leader Up to Heaven where the angels will be toasting it forever. Or holy (gasps) roast, we send it down to hell (laughs) where again, there is no breakfast. What do you think Pie Madama stands for? I have emotional reactions to both those songs. (laughs) Heaven Bound, I think it's the first track off of DZ Talk's first album. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I mean that really takes me back. <laughs> I know we don't have time for this, but no, we can. Uh, it was like seventh grade church summer camp, yeah, Ooh. and like Christian universities would send like performers to do summer camps, basically saying like, "Hey, we're going to help your summer camp," but then also we're going to be an ad for like Trinity College. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so these three guys came, it's like branded, content. and they they would like sing and lead worship back when worship was very corny. And then they, uh, and then they're like, as a fun thing at the end of the night, they did that song, and we went crazy. <laughs> so we made them do it every single night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, would they just lip sync to it, or would no? They... they would perform it. Oh, and they were pretty cool, from what I remember. I went to a summer camp in fifth grade where the band there that was doing worship, they were fine. They were pretty good. And then they played what I thought was their original song. And they would say, and I would walk 500 (laughs) miles. And then they would say, I would walk 5,000 miles to meet the Lord. I would walk to meet the Lord. And we would all, like, as a fifth grade, like, march around the chapel, like, walking all our miles to go meet the Lord. And I was like, this song is so good. And we made them do it every night. We were just like, went crazy for it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I would walk 10 laps of this gym. (laughs) Yeah, so imagine my horror when I heard the real song the first time of, like, what the hell? Like, what is? Did someone rip off a Christian band? How's I mean, that possible. For us, I don't understand. For us VBS kids, I think we all remember where we were when we heard Louie Louie, and we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, wait a minute, Pharaoh <laughs> Pharaoh wasn't first. My brain straight up just rejected that Let for like ten years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like it really didn't. It didn't like register until someone straight up pointed it out, and I was I'm like, "I'm still processing what? it. Yeah, I'm still kind of dealing with the fallout from that." Caroline, we turn it to you. Um, I really liked this album. I, usually I kind of have to muscle through some of these 
uh, Christian sing- bands and whatever. But It's only I, 11 songs. <laughs> yeah, it was short, and I listened to it yesterday and today, and I liked it. I feel like, like we said, there's a lot of variety. It's kind of a fun album, and um, the angsty songs aside, I could I could lose those, the kind of like, whatever your culture. Oh, we didn't talk about Cup of Tea, which is also <laughs> such an annoying Sound song. Sound that Kind of like the the Five Arm Frenzy song from My Beats and Beatdowns, where it's like we're this kind of band, not this kind of band. Exactly. Like, like, and they they specifically call out a guy named Jimmy over and over in it. Well, we'd even get into all the characters and take me to your leader. Oh yeah, there's quite a few. Which, but anyway, I guess this guy Jimmy said that their music wasn't very good. They wrote a whole song about it to show that they don't care. It was Fallon. (laughs) So it is. I really like that. I really like the song Reality. I would maybe recommend watching the movie. I'm going to give it a holy toast. I enjoyed this album. It was great. A holy toast from Caroline. We turned to Derek. Well, I'll tell you what. Does this album hold up for me? The answer is going to be not really. (laughs) Parts of it. (laughs) But, I mean, what does hold up, especially from Christian pop culture in 1996? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. shockingly very little. And the fact that, like, there's things I adore about this album is that one is Steve Taylor's writings where it's all clever. It's all thoughtful. It's subject matter. Like you were saying, like other, other bands weren't approaching. They were just like, God, you're so cool and great. And I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. And I love you. And this band was like trying to sing insightful things. It was creative. Like they were really going for it. Yeah, like it's even, creative. Mm-hmm. even like the cover art is, is weird. And, and I like uh, the cover art. Kitchen. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it, nothing about this album it's was like a safe. rugged cross on the front. Yeah. So I respect it. And I think that one song lost the plot. is still mm-hmm. badass. And I listened to it five times yesterday. Wow. I'm going to listen oh. to it on the way home. <laughs> yes. We got to send you that YouTube link of the most confusing video no. montage. In the- oh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Well, so you can put it in the space between if you don't want to give it a toast or a roast. Oh, yeah, you can send it to Purgatory. This song, this album, Uh baby, it's Heaven Bound. (gasps) Heaven Bound from Merrick. (laughs) Well, friends, I think it's one of those cases where I knew my verdict before I needed to re-listen to it. (laughs) Because way back almost a year ago when we first started this podcast, I was like, we're going to talk about this album. So I started listening to it again then. Uh-huh. And I was into it then. And some of the weird lyrical touches aside, I think the melodies on most of the verses and choruses of each song are really good. Almost so much so that Newsboys in my head has turned into the Wiggles for youth groups. <laughs> where they're just like, hey guys! Yeah. And it, especially if you watch live performances from this time. If you go to YouTube and look up Newsboys, 1999. I think they shot a concert film in Houston. I don't know why they loved Houston so much, but they they loved us. But they are clearly lip syncing, and they were clearly lip syncing at the their show album we went cover, to. Oh, wow. a, a flood of Houston, <laughs> like oh, back come then. On. <laughs> of Harvey. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but Whoa. but uh, uh, yeah, that would have ended their career. <laughs> yeah, that would have bad timing. I do love the idea of. <laughs> of a Christian band that keeps accidentally <laughs> predicting every <laughs> every tragedy. Wow, they got the tsunami in Haiti down to Boston a Boston Marathon? Oh my <laughs> oh no. God. The Reliant K debut album. <laughs> oh, God's going to send a meteor to Russia. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, well. And no, that'd be bad. One that's just the Electoral College on <laughs> November 8th, 2016. <laughs> oh, I guess dang it. everything's fine. Yeah, so <laughs> I like reality. Some, some of the lyrics are just nonsense. Like, 
I think lyrically, my least favorite song is Take Me to Your Leader because it barely earns the alien barely metaphor. Barely makes sense, yeah. Because it's just, this girl did this, this guy did yeah, what that. Is, I'm yeah. an alien. But what I'm, is the meaning of that song, the Christian I, meaning? I guess, So I think the Christian meaning is like, anyone who's a non-believer is an alien and we need to take them to our leader in heaven. Right. Because oh. each of the characters in the two verses has a weird life and then they meet someone who they like and then they're like, I see you got the joy. I see you living, boy. It's real. It's free. It's fun. Take me to your leader, son. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I got to meet your God, which, yeah. is, which is a common trope in Christian music where it's like, I'm not cool, but you're so cool. I yeah. got to meet whatever it is you're worshiping. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. I just realized that take me to your leader is just a sped up version of by the crash test dummies. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me play that. Where it talks about like different people. I'm throwing all these references. You love it. You have great. no memory. It's great. This is the guy that sang really low. Yeah, I heard this in a movie the other day and I thought it was a fake parody song. <laughs> Listen to the opening words. Once there was this kid who <laughs> got into an accident and got and come to school back away. It sounds like a walk hard song. This yeah. song was a hit. Yes! I mean, to this day, 61 million streams on Spotify. Yeah. So, take me to your leader. Sped up. Mm-mm-mm. You heard it here first on the GCF podcast. <laughs> that said... You're trying to wrap up the podcast. I'm just making segues. Oh, no, no, just no, 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 stupid things. Listen, we're, we're, like, um, we're like Bush in 2005. We love segues and falling off of them. Wow. Remember wow. those pictures? What a <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's my time. I gotta go. Yeah, oh, me no. too. I also have to go. You have to. You live here. Uh, You're gonna leave your own place. I'm moving out, guys. I'm giving it a holy toast. I love Yay. a lot of these songs. Some of them I don't like, but I love reality, and I have very sweet memories of that time. So, yeah. thanks it is for letting a, me come and do an album that I I pitched this album. I was excited to. I, we were excited to talk to you about it. Oh, so, yeah. from the GCF podcast, take me to your leader gets a unanimous holy toast. But Don't you know I'm heaven bound? Heaven bound. Maybe we'll we'll <laughs> we'll play that at the end of the show to close it out. Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, I would be open to making reality our new uh, theme song for the show. Does it pump you up in the way you need it to though? reality. That can from above. But we're not the final words on this album. You're the final word, dear listener. So send go to money. at Christian Fun Pod. Send money to <laughs> at Christian Fun Pod. Give it a holy rose, holy toast on the poll and get out there. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> And we'll be right back with more good Christian Every reference fun. you have, Kevin has 17. Remember when John Kerry flip-flopped? <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Friends, it's time once again for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The worst! Less Control, you into them? Yes. I don't know that. Less Control was a Christian punk rock band that had an anti-masturbation song. Mm-hmm. I will say, this is the first time we've done this segment in quite a few episodes. And it's possible we did them in a previous episode and then cut it out because I thought everyone would be mad at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if one of the last eight episodes seemed oddly short, maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not weird to say, is it? It was just a. It was poor timing. Yeah, on yeah. That part. We talked about the song mentioned suicide, and and we were concerned that it would we would sound flippant about suicide. Mm-hmm. So we decided to nix it. We're not trying to withhold. Hunt for the worst incredible song of all content. Time. This great Christian content from you. We want to give <laughs> it to you in full for. measure. We're gonna wipe the slate clean. Whoa. Okay. We're why the last champion was home run by Beth Moore in the distance. Jeff Moore in the distance. Right. <laughs> We're done. We're hanging the jersey up. Okay. At the top of the stadium, top of the arena. Bye bye. Bye bye, home run. You're out of the ball. World ballpark. Series. You won it finally. <laughs> yeah. Grand slam. Grand slam. I corner. love that. You're very comfortable with. Bye bye, home run. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of the ballpark. Yeah, you can guess <laughs> what it was about. Baseball. Uh, I've, I've done a few dunks. Uh, um, ball. Dunks? Uh, goal. Uh, you swung catcher. a bat and said, I've done a few dunks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm sliding all the time. You know those DMs? Yep. <laughs> you always got to finish it for Stupid. me. I, I'm never going to do it. And I always it. do. I can't mm-hmm. help it. And I always ask. So we're going to do two new songs. Two new songs, new to everyone in the room except for me. The first song is a song called The Trumpet of Jesus. Mm. The Trumpet of Jesus by the Imperials. Are you familiar with the Imperials? This is old school, right? It might be a little old school. This might be from the year 1981. So let's take a listen. I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. I love this. This melody of love calls you to be great when marking time is all you thought you could do. Come on. If you've been playing all your days by ear, never knowing what your song was to be, then pull up the chair, let down your hair, and take a few lessons from me. Listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Come on now. This is amazing. This is very good. 
Kevin, you can't throw this well, in the worst Christian song. You just wanted to play a good song maybe. for us. <laughs> Verse two, y'all, come on. Oh, this makes me want to choreograph. You guys are dancing. <laughs> Nonstop. My, my jaw has just dropped mm-hmm. open. A spiritual fan sound all its own at the birth of a lasting song. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Oh, strings. Listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Yes. All right, and it continues on like that. There's no oh, lyrics wow, after that. Oh, wow, I love that. <laughs> that was a blast. But here's the lyrics for your reference. The trumpet of Jesus, the Imperials, this is one of those vocal groups that started a long, long time ago. They still exist in some fashion with a very different lineup. Oh, okay. But, but it's kind of like what we were talking about before, the Gaither vocal band stuff. Southern gospel stuff. Obviously, this is much popular. This is almost like... It's like Elton John. Like, it's Elton John meet Lofi almost. Yeah, in some meets ways. Queen I, a little I bit. I get why people would make fun of this, because it is, on one hand, terrible. But on the other hand, it's... It's awesome. It's wonderful. <laughs> if you can move past an ironic love of it, yeah. like, this is Come Sail Away. Sure. This is Billy early Billy Joel. Yeah. This is the most, like, the production value on this song is fantastic. Let, oh. Come on now. It's got like Steve Winwood in there. Yeah. Sure. It's great. The gospel like Korg sound. This voice is great. I love this lyric. I'm a member of the Holy Ghost traveling band. (laughs) Hell yeah. Which is probably a reference to Traveling Band. That's so great. This song was submitted to us by listener Joel. Thank you, Joel, Joel for the submission. Uh, thank you for a great song. Thanks for rocking our world, yeah, Joel. Thanks for giving us a good, <laughs> good Joel jam. entered this sarcastically. I see why he's right and why he's wrong. Like, this is corny, but man, it rocks. Ooh, Which is the sweet orchestra? spot for good Christian fun. That's right. <laughs> I want to choreograph a fight scene in a movie Ooh. and play that in the background. Do, do. That would actually do, be fun. Do, like a kind do, of like do, a do, baby driver do, do. kind of toned movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> got it. Huge thumbs up. <laughs> what? Are you making fun of me? No. I meant it seriously. <laughs> it could be fun. Says the girl who lifts up Incredibles 2 <laughs> and Infinity War. Hey. Those hidden gems <laughs> Okay. <on her>. <laughs> 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 no, this song rocks. It does rock. It's hard to deny. The lyrics, I listen to the trump of the jizz, Jesus while the world hears a Sorry, different sound. did you sound. say I listen to the trump of the jizz? Guys, Ooh, uh, I don't want to get political. Pause, I rewind. don't want to get political. Trump's jizz. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I listen to Trump's jizz. Class it up. I listened to the tr- a little bit of a Freudian slip, Kevin. I did not say I that. You did. Trump jizz. No. <laughs> I listen to Trump I don't want it. And I love it. Give it to me hard. And Come on, Caroline. <laughs> I march to a drumbeat of God Almighty while the others just wander around. I'm a member of the Holy Ghost traveling band. We're moving on up to a better land. Little Jefferson's oh, reference. S- it's oh, in man. there. It sounds in there. It's Nut a little in wordy. my ear, Mr. President. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a little it's too earnest and it's too wordy. 
Yeah, that it's being so said, wordy. <laughs> uh, verse one, one sweet sound makes a whole world of difference. When the world seems indifferent to you, Ooh. his melody of love calls you to be great when marking time was all th- you thought you could do. <gasps> wow. So if you've been playing all your days by ear, never knowing what your song was to be, then pull up a chair, let, let down, down your, your hair. hair, and take a few lessons from you me. You know what else about this song? <laughs> this song is fabulous. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let down your hair. Get in the band. I'm picturing Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah, just that's what I'm feeling too. Just like spinning around and yeah. like clashing a cymbal and having I a good gotta, time. I gotta look up. I gotta see how these people. Yeah, are I need like. a visual. <laughs> a spiritual <laughs> fanfare has a sound all its own at the birth of a lasting song. It's been two thousand years since Jesus was born, and still the celebration goes on. If you feel the need to get your life in tune because you're tired of the dredge every day, then turn yourself around, put your feet on the ground, and just hear what I have to say. He keeps telling you what to do with your body. And then go take a left, then take another right, <laughs> then go two steps forward, two and, breaths, and then take a bite. This is great. Wow. There's no problem L- with this. Song. Look at this pic. The lyrics are great. <laughs> Those guys, yeah, 100%. Every album cover is a work of art mm-hmm. with these four mm-hmm. dads. Oh, man. Four I did dads. not see that coming. I thought of someone a lot more glam. Yeah. That's straight up dads in track jackets. The the one in, at the top looks like Andre the Giant. Wow. Ah, that's so good. Bra- bear, uh, these guys, got a they get one. it, though. There's something they got real right. Wait. Was there also like an R&B band named the Imperials? Because... Oh, this is little Anthony and the Imperials, and it's all like oh. black doo wop. That's why I got confused because I was like, "Oh, isn't that like a Motown a thing?" Band? Yeah, but it's uh, mm. but no, it's white Christian men. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, so I'm for, excited for what number two is. Well, yeah. number two is a song, very different era, very different artist, very different time and genre. This is a song <laughs> called "Stay Saved." Stay Saved by Canton Jones. Mm. This is from the year 2005. This was submitted by Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa, for the submission. Excuse me, mister Me and my wife was in front of the line Dear sir, I don't think it's right If I allow you to skip me I just want to keep peace Get some tickets to this movie I'm trying to be cutting speak, line? sir It's really not deep, sir We all gonna get a seat, sir And we all gonna eat, sir So please, will you calm down Homie, put your arms down I don't want to show down But it's about to go down Here we It's go. a nice night But we just can't act right Just because I'm Christ-like. Doesn't mean oh. I'm ice like I'ma be the bigger man and let you bump me Cause it's 80 y'all and y'all probably gonna jump me And I'll be raising it all in front of my company, man I'm not gonna play the role Chilling is the right move, let me think I got a choice to make Go to jail, go to hell and stay safe Baby, put the mace away Put the mace away? This is the sexiest Christian music I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. I'm all horned up. How about y'all? I'm going to undo a couple buttons. It's a little warm in here. Verse 2 is where we really get the full story. I'm older than I'm a 
nine. You gave me a number four. You forgot the super size and forgot my apple pie. So miss if you be so kind. I am sort of pressed for time. Will you take this number four and switch it with the number nine? Man, you got me messed up. I have an important meeting. Why you think I'm dressed up? Data shoes and best up. It's like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Man, if you could just give me a refund, that would be so great. What you got to go on break? Can I get my money first? You ain't gotta get loud. And miss, you ain't gotta curse. Can I see the manager before this thing gets any worse? Well, I don't oh, you the manager! <laughs> I don't the money either. I just think I walk away before I stop pressing back. Say something I don't wanna say. Gotta stay prayed up, cause people will tell you she's still cussing. See you later, God. Oh, cussing? She's oh, cussing. I love this. I'ma stay safe. I'm not gonna stop cussing. I'm not gonna to be clear, if he starts cussing, he'll lose his salvation. <laughs> but Canton, when will you stay safe? When I'm driving on 285 and somebody cut me off and flip me the bird, uh, I'ma stay safe. When I'm playing ball and they filing dog and I hit the floor and get up and say a word, uh. I'ma stay safe When I'm walking through the mall with my wife And somebody's still <laughs> attempting to catch her eye I'ma stay safe When I go to the refrigerator And somebody done ate my sweet potato pie I'ma stay safe Oh my god Stay Saved by Canton Jones A uh, flawless song <laughs> I bet you could mix this perfectly with the Imperials. No, Alanis Morissette's "Isn't It Ironic?" <laughs> oh, sure. Where you just kind of like listen to a bunch of stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. And instead of it being ironic, it's just things that tick you off. Mm-hmm. This is so funny because mm-hmm. the things that are like testing his faith are someone cutting in line, getting his fast food order wrong. Oh, man. Oh, you, the manager, is that one of the best so lyrics we've funny. heard on the Good Christian Fun podcast. It's real funny. Wow. And the lyric of, I've never heard in Christian nor secular music, uh, an artist, rapper otherwise, boast about walking through the mall with their wife. Or saying <laughs> in the chorus, I'm hot as fire. I'm gonna love you anyhow. <laughs> I love that. That's Oh, that was very good. I feel so, uh, yeah. This is I love what they talked about in early rap. Where it was like talking about your your friend's mom's cooking. Oh yeah, being real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walking through the mall. Yeah, this is just mundanity. This was in 2005. This man put this song out. I um, love this song. My thoughts on that are: mm-hmm. uh, it's fine. It sounds like uh, a real song. It just did not excite me at all. I'm gonna forget about it in a minute. Unlike the first song, which I can't stop thinking you, about. You're okay. not excited by the prospect of a young man ordering a number four, but they give him a number nine. And he's got to stay calm and, and pray to God so that he doesn't get mad at the lady. Yeah. and I, Oh, you the manager. I can see myself saying <laughs> oh, that. That's manager. a twist. That's so a Shyamalan twist. It's a she's <laughs> the manager. I didn't see that coming. It's oh, great. All right, guys. So which is the worst song between the two? Well, I don't understand the competition here. Is you the song we like more or the song we like less? The it changes from week to, to week, worse, but, but it you is you can vote basically on whatever metric you choose today. No. The first song should win every award. The okay. worst, the best, that's my vote. <laughs> is Dang. 
<laughs> the trumpet of Jesus. I'm in a real, I'm in a real conundrum right now because I, I really enjoyed both of those songs. Well, a think lot. about worst song. Which, which do you think? If you just measure it on a song's oh, man. song value. I'm going to say Saved was great and funny and perfect. And uh, the first song was great and wonderful and thematic, but a little corny. So I guess it's just a little bit worse. So the trumpet of Jesus. Yeah. Well, two votes have a majority. What would you vote? I was going to vote the trumpet of Jesus you as were? well. Okay. Yeah, I was. I'm so excited to hear that again. I want, I'm going to, can I submit a song for next yes, week? Yes, sir. Yeah. I got to pick one, but it'll be by it, that second song reminded me of the original Gospel Gangsters. Ooh. I don't know. Which is like gangsters. early Christian uh, gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And like, I got to, I got to read more about their story. Cause I think a lot of them like fell back into crime and oh. I think there's a whole lot of drama in the lineup, oh, but like it's super catchy, like corny, mm-hmm. like early gangster rap, but, uh, please submit it for next week. Yeah. Okay. But oh, for, so, for this week, yeah. The trumpet of Jesus. Trumpet of Jesus. Come on. Yep, you said it. I didn't mean to. I don't want to talk about that as much on this show. <laughs> I, we should put out a listener poll. What's everyone's appetite for the jizz talk on this show? <laughs> I gotta assume Whoa, it's low. My phone broke because the demand was so high. <laughs> Wait, my battery's hot. Wait a minute. They're voting. We oh have more God. votes than followers. What Whoa. the hell? Lin-Manuel Miranda said, please, more jizz. <laughs> we quote tweet him to pretend we're best friends. Dang, yeah. All right. Trumpet of Jesus. Worst Christian song of all time for this week. Yeah. Tune in next week when hopefully we'll be using one of Barrick's suggestions for mm, worst song. I can't wait. Me too. Worst Christian song. But for now, let's enter into the final time uh, a special space barrack. Mm. Lifted up Infinity Wars. <laughs> well, of course, the movie that made a billion dollars in four days does need a little boost. Need an edge. <laughs> barrack, the way this works, we're dimming the lights here in the sanctuary. We're lighting the candles. We're entering into a holy space. Wow. A time that you're probably familiar with as is your experience as a the al- Is this the altar call? Yeah, it's an like, altar call. Quiet time, maybe like get real with yourself, get mm-hmm. right with God right now. Last last night of camp, <laughs> we need some conversions. We this, need some salvation. The budget to has been blown. We got to show something for it. Mm-hmm. So, Barrick, other podcast people plug their projects sure. and promote themselves. We don't do that here. We're here to lift it up, and by lift it up, I mean we lift up to the Lord our projects and our social media. Sure, I, I have an unspoken prayer request. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. I, I was just hoping people could listen to my podcast called We're Starting a Cult. We're Starting a Cult. Or <laughs> me and a former guest of yours, Alexis Novak, yes. who also needs to be lifted up. Lift her you up. You remember her from the VeggieTales episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've started, we want to start a cult. And so each week we look at a different cult and uh, we talk about it. Heck yeah. Well, as long as uh, Jesus Christ is the center of that cult, I've got no problem with mm-hmm. that. As long as it, it's a Christian podcast, we'll lift it up. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Everyone go out there, leave so reviews on, on iTunes. And where can people <laughs> lift you up on social media? Thank you. Where can people oh. lift you up? <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you can look up, uh, find me on Instagram at Barrick Hardly. At Barrick Hardly. I'm also on Twitter, but I don't have anything good to say. 
Oh, I disagree. You've had plenty good to say on this Thank episode. You. Also, if you want a real treat, you can go to Barrick's website where he made a miniature of the UCB theater that I really enjoyed a lot. It's gorgeous. It was yes. Really cool. And I had seen that before and I was like, this is this guy. I was excited about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 50yearplan.com. <laughs> 50yearplan.com. Caroline, what are you lifting up? I'm lifting up me uh, at Caroline's Farts on Instagram, Twitter. If you. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Like, I have no angle. Just mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, do, you and then, f- do you fart on that? You know, if you consider my thoughts kind of a outpouring of... Caroline's my, thoughts or Caroline's... Caroline's farts. Okay, I heard it right. Your thoughts would you be good, right. uh, but it's not. Yeah, that I, was taken. I just <laughs> want to pray for that correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, because if you, if you use the wrong name, God doesn't hear it. Yeah, God doesn't hear it. <laughs> Uh, you can start. I, I bet you could like pivot into some fart fetish videos or something if you start posting them. Now, why do you think I want to do that? <laughs> a follower is a follower. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so what true. I'm saying. That's so true. <laughs> Trying to get that spawn con. Anyway, um, I would like to lift up again the show Queer Eye that everyone loves Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I have good taste sometimes. You do have good taste. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I also love monolith culture so much. Uh, and, uh, oh, but I brought a Queer Eye because we watched this together, but there's a really great episode, and some of you brought it to our attention, but I had watched it, um, where they actually help a woman who's a part of a church, and she, like, renovates the church, and they do this thing where they kind of deal Tammy. with... Miss Tammy, who's great, and they kind of deal with like the fact that her son came out. She didn't handle it well at first, but now they're embracing it. And Bobby on the episode was also like a former hardcore Christian guy, and like went to church all the time, and is still so affected by it that he like couldn't even step into the church because he had made a promise he never would. Um, so anyway, it's a really interesting little mini take on religion inside that sphere, and it was a really good episode. It made me cry a lot. So check that out. Yeah, that was kind of a bomb that got dropped in this living room when we watched oh, it. Oh, man, that show is good. Yeah, it's good. Well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll do some fart fetish videos if you guys want. Again, my phone has exploded. <laughs> Before the episode <laughs> come Shattered. out. <laughs> Just the uh, idea of it. Uh, I want to lift up a band called Bird Talker. Bird Talker. It's a very sweet band. They put out their debut album a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been digging on it. And there's something about lead vocal harmonies that make me feel very safe and not alone. So I've been listening to that a lot. Yay. So Bird Talker. They have a song called Heavy that you might have heard before. It's on all the Spotify playlists. And you can lift us up on Twitter at Christian Fun Pod and on Instagram at Christian Fun Pod. I forgot how to do this. Yeah. Join our Good Christian Fund Facebook page and you can lift us up on. Wow, it's incredible watching your brain fall apart. You can follow us at Christian Fun Pod on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere on the web. And you can email us, goodchristianfun at gmail.com. Leave us a review. We donate a dollar to charity, even if it's bad. But please give us five stars. It helps us out. If the review is bad, not if the charity is bad. Yeah, we only support bad charities. Can you imagine? <laughs> like irresponsible. The Family Fun Foundation. And they're like super anti The Water Gun Fight no. Foundation. Um, no, this this week or this month's charity. Uh, oh crap! I just called you on being unprepared, and I just realized I don't have the charity lined up. Well, you can lift us up on Spotify on our Good Christian Fund Spotify playlist, or become a Good Christian Fund Patreon saint. P 
patreon.com slash goodchristianfund. Barrick, thank you so much for Thanks joining us Thanks for being here. Thanks show. for sharing. It was a blast and a delight Guys, to share this time with you. It was you. my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And there's nothing left to do except for one final prayer, and that's to say, and all of Pot's people said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're going to go out. With he always a, plays that like it's going to be some trick on you guys. And it's just like I'm going to make you like say something bad yeah. on, on accident. <laughs> yeah. Let's go out with a Barrick requested song. <gasps> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You'll, you'll hear it in a second. Uh, just three Liberty University oh, oh, no. <laughs> grads rocking out. They're just heaven bound. Don't you know I'm heaven bound? They're just two honks. That's and, it. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, y'all, it's me, Vince Gill. I'm stepping in here for Amy. Uh, she couldn't make it this time. I'm going to be honest with y'all and uh, transparent. She's going through some stuff. Uh, I think, you know, if you heard her last week, she was, like, trying to recorrect her voice from its natural state to, like, you know, counter some of the feedback she's got. But, you know, you can't you can't do it that way. You just got to let your, your wings fly. And I told her that, and I listened to it. I was like, babe, this isn't you. This isn't you. Why did you drop out of your accent? <laughs> Um, so, so she's just, she's working on her own thing. But in the meantime, I wanted to step in and be a good husband, be supportive, you know, take some of the load off of her that Kevin and Caroline have, you know, inexplicably put on her this you know christian icon i'm a country icon myself uh but you know it's our pleasure to do it and we don't mind you know it's just some uh it's what we call nashville hospitality y'all okay hopefully this will be a nice break from the usually uh cartoonish (laughs) accents you guys hear in this portion of the show because it's just me it's just me and you. It's it's just Vince and all the GCFers out there. All right, so next week on GCF, Amy wanted me to let y'all know that Kevin and Caroline wanted to let y'all know that next week on GCF, they're going to be listening to Switchfoot. Switchfoot, yeah, specifically uh, their first album, The Legend of Chin. Uh, yeah, I like those guys. I've probably played with them at some point i don't know uh but yeah they're good dudes and and they sound they sound like good dudes okay amy's motioning me at me right now that it, this is going on too long that i'm not supposed to put in my own commentary i'm sorry i just got carried away i like those boys a lot all right that's next week on gcf i'm gonna get back to amy we're gonna be working through some stuff praying through some things together and uh we're gonna you know wait on the lord's wisdom with how to proceed whether she she does the bumpers, whether I do them for her, whether we do them together. We're, we're going to figure it out, though, y'all. So don't worry. Aim is fine. I'm taking care of her. Uh, we appreciate your thoughts. All right. So uh, we'll see you next week on GCF. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>